minister. So um, we're really blessed today. My good friend Marcus Wick, uh, who has a strong, powerful prophetic ministry and teaching ministry um, from, do you live in Woodland Park now or you live? Divide. Divide. Well, that's, that's where it's cold and it snows. But anyway, the sane people live in Colorado Springs. That's where I live. But he, he lives up there by the Bible College and teaches at Karis Bible College. Did we meet at, at Karis Christian Center or? I can't remember the first time I met you. I was trying to remember, but but anyway, we've been friends for years now, and and um, anyway, he's just got an awesome gift, and I wanted him to come share it with you, and we we like to introduce you to all kinds of different anointings and stuff because it you know I get bored. I actually I don't ever get bored of teaching, but I do get I do get bored of listening to myself. So so because I hear myself in my head all the time, and I'm like anyway so. No, but it's healthy to have a wide range of anointings come through and stuff and, and grow the church. So anyway, Marcus, come up here and minister. Take your liberty and, and give him a hand as he comes up. And so we're excited to have you. Anyway, bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. How's everybody doing this morning? You doing good? Wasn't that worship good this morning? Amen. You can just sit in the presence of God for hours and hours and just... Enjoy yourself, right? First of all, before we get started, um, I, uh, this is my second time here, so some of you remember me. How many of you, this is your first time you've heard me? Anybody? Holy cow, praise God. You're in for a treat. I hear I'm really good. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyhow, before we get started, I, I want to talk to you. we got a product table back there for some uh, material for you to purchase if you want a little bit more. The reason I have a product table is not just to make money, which is not the primary reason. But uh, I only got you for an hour, right, today? And there's some things and questions that you have to have that I can't answer in an hour. And, and Max is not going to let me uh, preach for nine hours or anything like that. He won't let me do it. I don't know why, but he just said, no, we're not going to do that for nine hours. But, uh, what, and, and I guess some more material back there that you can purchase that will really help you go further into what God wants you to do if you're interested as far as the prophetic. I have a teaching series. If you want an overall view on the prophetic, these are all CDs right now. We're getting ready to produce video, but that'll be a little bit later. But this here uh, is uh, called Discovering the Prophetic, and this will give you an overall view of the prophetic, how God talks, uh, and then the three prophetic flows, which are the, what, the gift of prophecy, the office of prophecy, and the office of a prophet. And I talk about the difference and how the prophetic works and how to miss God. Ain't that right? How, you know how I know how to miss God? Because I was part of a local church and I had a brand new gift called the, prophet, the prophetic, uh, prophet gift. And I gave my pastor fits. And my pastor had to bring in some correction. And I was on the other Kleenex side of the desk while he lovingly brought correction and, and told me, hallelujah, where to point the fire hose at. Praise God. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to learn how to complement the local church and not be a distraction. The two gifts that have the hardest time getting along with the local church, in my opinion, are, are prophets and evangelists. Amen, right? Evangelists think that if you're not winning souls, you ain't doing anything for the kingdom of God. Everything else is a waste of space and time and energy and money. Well, somebody's got to pastor them, praise God, right, after they get saved. Well, this will just really bring... Uh, an overall view of the landscape of the prophetic, and this will really help you to get established in it. I want to hand that to somebody who, yep. Find the prophetic person that's been giving you trouble and give it to them. 
Hallelujah. Then I have uh, how to judge prophecy. Not everything that glitters is gold. Not everything that says it's God is God, right? And we need to know the difference because we need to know, am I hearing the voice of God, right? And that way when we, that way we throw out the bad, embrace the good, and run with true, genuine, prophetic words. Just because there's counterfeit money doesn't mean you have given up on real money. Is that right? Because if you have, you can give me your real money if, you're gonna, if that's your attitude, <laughs> and, and, and I'll get rid of that for you. I'll be happy to dispose of it. And we need to, lo- we need to know the genuine from the counterfeit. Number two, the third uh, series I got there is responding to the prophetic. How many of you have ever, and this came out of an early bird class that I taught at Karis Bible College. I put out a postcard. I said, hey, what are questions you have about the prophetic? The two questions that I had about the prophetic was how do I hear or recognize the voice of God? And the second one was words that have been spoken over me that I know were legitimate prophetic words. Why aren't they coming to pass? What do I do with them? And I talked about responding how you respond to prophetic words. Every prophetic word spoken over you that is a legitimate word from God is a prophetic potential. It is not a guarantee. Amen? Amen. And based on what we do with it. And I talk about that. What kind of word is it? And I look at scriptures about different prophecies that were spoken over people and what was spoken and how they responded. And you'll glean a lot of wisdom. And then you'll be able to dust off some of those prophetic words that have been spoken over you and activate the power of God, or that, that prophetic potential that's in that word, you can activate it right now. Yes. Praise God. There's some prophetic words have an expiration date, and some don't. Amen? Yes. The ones that don't have an expiration date, you get that teaching, and get moving in the prophetic. God gave you a sword and a shield. Which one is it? Is, is the prophetic word a shield, or is the prophetic word a sword, and you're like, sword or shield? You'll have to buy that series to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise God. The second, uh, another one I have is receiving the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I was Methodist. Amen. And we don't speak in tongues in the Methodist church. And my Baptist mother told me, this was her advice to me, believe whatever the Word of God says. If you can find it in the Word of God, you believe it, Mark. I said, thank you, Mom. But whatever you do, watch out for them tongues. (laughs) So which one is it? Believe what the Word of God says or watch out for the tongues? Well, I had to go through about two or three months and discover, and I I, I walked through that process of what I had to do. I found out that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was real, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I spoke in tongues, and healing started taking place. The power of God started manifesting, and it was awesome. Anybody that's got questions or concerns about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's a great resource to get for somebody who is investigating that. You know what? You know, here's what we need to do as ministers of God, as Christians. We got to give everybody, we got to afford everybody the same time to walk through the same process you walked through to discover biblical truth. You, didn't just, you act like you just turned a 90 degree, uh, you went from this way to this way one day. It didn't happen that way. That's the way you tell it, but it ain't the way it happened. <laughs> You slow, rebellious, rebellious, stiff-necked thing. I know you're slow at receiving change because Max told me about you. No, he didn't. I'm just saying, it just took time. It takes time. And you got to give people time, right? Amen. And, and that will be a great resource. This one here, this is so hot, it's on fire. <laughs> Called the supernatural power tongues. What, do, what happens when I'm speaking in tongues? I talk about mysteries. 
I talk about God's plan. You know, according to Romans chapter 8, that praying in tongues is God's GPS. He searches the hearts, no one is the mind of God, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God's GPS, hallelujah, causes you to rest. According to Isaiah chapter 28, this is the rest wherewith he will cause the weary to rest. Hallelujah. Tongues is the gateway gift into all the other gifts. Tongues is the gateway grace into all grace. This is the rest that causes you to rest. This is the grace that God supplied and given you to enter into the rest of the grace. Amen. And we talk about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then finally, we got the uh, gifts of the Spirit. This will give you an overall understanding of the gifts of the Spirit, their operation. The Bible says that you will, be, you will receive the, the Holy Ghost, right? To be my witnesses, the purpose of the Holy Ghost, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is to receive power to be witnesses. Without the power and the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in our life, to some degree, our witness is incomplete. Amen? And then two more things, and then I'm done. I got a free teaching over there on the gifts of the Spirit, the first one, and you can get that for free by simply going out there and giving me your information so you can know what's going on. And then also I have partnership cards. We, need, uh, we want people to partner with us. And you know, our goal, you know, our vision, Marcus Wick Ministry, is to introduce a new generation to the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're doing. We're going to do that through you know, teaching and prophetic ministry by means of media and travel. And that's what we're going to do. And I've traveled a lot of places. And you know what? The seeker-friendly movement has put the Holy Ghost in the back room instead of on the main stage. The worst thing that ever happened to the church is when we learn through marketing, through marketing and through media, that we can fill churches full of people that are not full of the Holy Ghost. That's one of the worst things that ever happened. So now we got churches filled with people, but not people filled with God. And that's not good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me today. Let's open up with a word of prayer, and then, and then we're going to see what God wants to do today. I do know, I do know what, where, the, where the Lord wants me to go today. I am, believe it or not, I love teaching the Word of God. But today, the Lord told me to you know, not so fo- much focus on teaching, but on speaking a prophetic word over this body and over individuals that are here today. I believe that God wants to do some things, all right? And I believe, you know, many of you, this might be the first time you've been exposed to the prophetic. Now, just take a, just take a sigh of relief. I'm not going to read your sins. Hallelujah. I know everybody went and repented last night of everything they did. Got rid of some of the things out of their entertainment cabinet. Cabinet poured their liquor down the drain and burnt some movies they've been watching. Hallelujah. But that's okay. That, that's not the purpose of the prophetic, all right? The prophetic, prophetically, we speak of identity. We speak of potential. We speak of destiny is what we do, and that's what we do. And reveal the hearts of God, uh, uh, reveal what God is trying to do amongst you. It's more of, a, more of a surgical word, more of a current word, more of an ability to speak what, the, what God is doing right now in the midst of this congregation and in the midst of your own life so that you can capitalize on it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Kings chapter 13. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to say some things, and then we're going to see what the Lord wants to do. Amen? Amen. How many people are okay with that? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, God's, God's a good God, right? God's a good God. 
Amen. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. Now Elijah was fallen sick of the sickness wherewith he had died, and Joash, the king of Israel, came, unto, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elijah said unto him, so what happens if you read this all in context, uh, uh, Joash is having uh, problems with, I believe, the king of Assyria is what it is. And, and, and he's having a chronic problem that won't go away. So he's going to the word of God. He's going to the prophet of God, Elisha, in order to get some direction so that he can see the resolution or he can see this chronic problem go away. How many people today are facing some chronic problems you need to see? They need to end. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like, I know you guys are from Kansas City, and I assume you're country, and you've heard country songs, right? How many people, Earl's got to die? <laughs> Come on now. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Earl has got to die. <laughs> Earl has been wreaking havoc in your life, yeah. the Dixie Chicks. Anybody know? You guys all act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you just got a problem that's got to die. Yeah. It's got to end. And you need a word from God to bring to about the end of that problem so that you can work, uh, walk in what God has, has called you to do. You have a chronic issue that is tethering you to the past and not allowing you to go forward. Amen. Like a big old rubber band. Every time you try to move forward, that tether is on you and it pulls you. You go forward and then you go backwards. Because you're, you're attached to the past. You're attached to a chronic problem that you can, that there seems to be no end in sight. One word from God can break the tether and break the tie to the past and cause you to run free of an identity with the past, an identity with a chronic problem, and cause you to walk in newness of life and boldness and in faith and cause you to inherit what God has, called, has already freely given you. Amen? Amen? Yes. We need that. Yeah. But anyhow, he's facing this problem. And Elijah said, take thy bow. He gives him an answer. This is the prophet. And what we're going to do is we're going to see some characteristics. Through what Elisha spoke to Joash, we're going to see some um, examples or we're going to see through these, visual, these, uh, these scriptures what the prophetic does in our life today. He says right here in verse 15, uh, Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows, and he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hands upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Verse 17, he said, open the window eastward, and he opened it. And then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, the arrow of deliverance from Syria, <clears throat> for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec till, they, till thou uh, hath consumed them. And he said, take the arrows, and he took them, and he said unto the king of Israel, smite them upon the ground, and he smote them thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, thou shouldest have, uh, have, have smitten five or six times when thou hast and then haddest thou smitten Syria till thou haddest consumed it, whereas thou shalt smite uh, uh, Syria but thrice. But how here we're, we get some insight to the prophetic. Number one, he told him to take a bow. He took a bow and bow, took an arrow. And then he told him to open up a window facing eastward. 
But what happened was that bow went from natural to supernatural when Elisha placed his hands on Joash's hands and there was a supernatural direction that was released in his life. What the bow and the arrow represents is a change in direction. Come on now. A change in direction. What are you aiming at? What have you been shooting at? And many times the prophetic will come into your life. The prophetic, in a sense, will do what Elisha did to Joash and place a supernatural anointing upon your hands. And now when you go forward in direction and vision and purpose, there's a supernatural punch behind it that was not there in the absence of the prophetic. A new direction. How many of you don't need a new direction? You're corn-fused. Now, corn-fused is, be- is worse than being confused. Corn-fused means it's bad. You're in a fog. You're confused. You got cloudiness of mind. You're just like, praise God, I'm glad I got out of that place and I survived. You're just happy to got your clothes on still because you got beat up. You ever been? Rises in the east and sets in the west. So now we have a new direction. Now we have a new vision, and now there's a new day. A new day. The former things are going to pass away. The former things are going to pass away. When you get a word, a prophetic word from God, the former things can pass away, and the day that would... How many people have had a long day before? Like a day that you know things did not go according to plan, and you were like, please get this day over. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about it was like a bad days of our life soap opera. As the, as the days of our, as our, sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our life. The sand, you want that sand back, because that was awful. You know what I'm talking about? You need a new day to be born in your heart. You need a new day to spring forth. Right? To the places where you you'll, you'll wish you could have had time. A total waste of time. You can feel it sucking years off of your life. You know those two places? That you go, the DMV, getting your driver's license, and the laundromat. <laughs> Holy cow, it's awful. It just like sucks the life out of you. You're like, boy, I wish I had that time back in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyhow, but there's days that we face that are like the DMV, that are like the laundromat, where, hallelujah, we didn't win the day, the day won us. We didn't own the day, the day owned us. Well, guess what? Not only do we have a new direction through the prophetic, not only do we have new vision, but there's a new day dawning. The day that you thought wouldn't end is coming to an end, and the sun's going to rise afresh, and hallelujah, and you're going to step into the day and the timing of what God has called you to do. Praise God. I like that, man. I like a new day. I like a reset button. God's good at resetting. You just got to, hallelujah, you just, some of you right now, the, the trial has redefined what you're believing. You're living again by a modified faith. Amen. You're like in John chapter 11. Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus would not be dead. You see the God that could have done it in the past. And that's regret and guilt. And then you see, and then he says, I am the resurrection of life. I know he will rise in the future. So you see the God that could have done it in the past if things would have went according to the plan. Right? You see the God that can do it in the future. But can you see the God that can do it right now? 
I am the resurrection and the life. And you know what I do when something dies? God is saying, I resurrect things. And it's time, you know what, to re-pick up some things that you laid down. To see the resurrection power of God enter into those things. To not modify your faith, but become bold and aggressive and to apprehend what you have been apprehended for. To get some fire back in the belly again. Act like you've got a pulse. Put a saddle on your problem and have a, have a victory parade while you ride your problem with the saddle on it. The confetti's falling and say, look, hallelujah, what the Lord has done. I'll tell you, that, that's a good time. Instead of the devil, devil putting a saddle on you and praying you through town. Yeah, one of us is coming out here with the saddle on us, and it's not me, devil. But that's a good fit, devil. Yeah, underneath my feet. So what he said is he, he said, he opened up the window, window eastward, and Elijah, and then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he shot the deliverance of the Lord. And then he said, take, look at verse 8. 18, I'm sorry. And he said, take arrows. And, and then the man of God, and he smote him on the ground. What happened was, he knew prophetically what was happening on, and he went after the prophetic word half-heartedly. And one of the things that God wants me to say this morning prophetically to this church is what's happened. There's some things that have delayed and to the people that are here today, whether you're part of this church or not, there are some things that have been delayed. There are some things that did, didn't go like you envisioned them going. But what's going to happen is, if you want to break out of where you're at right now, it's going to take a whole heart investment. And you've got to stop backing off your heart. Amen. And you've got to pour your whole heart into it. This is good, but this is not it. You understand? This is good. Ain't that right? But this is not it. God is wanting you to do more. God's vision for you is greater. God's vision for you is deeper. God's vision for you is supernatural. And God is calling you into it. And although some things have been delayed, some things have been hindered, you need to take those arrows and smash them into powder. Take the prophetic word and act like, you, act like you're alive. And hallelujah, and start punching back. Hallelujah. I like that, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking about it. Everybody likes Rocky Balboa, right? Remember the saying in Rocky Balboa? It's not how hard you can hit, it's how hard you can be hit and you can keep on going. Some of you have been hit. Get up. Get up. Not because Mickey loves you, but because Jesus loves you. Amen? And what God is saying right here, you know, hey, it's time to go. We go into overtime. If you did not win in regulation time, you go into overtime. We play until we win. Amen? And somebody, you just need to muster, you just ah, shake that thing off. Get a fresh word from God. I'm ready to storm hell with the water pistol. I'm ready to get her done. Amen? Amen. And allow prophetically God to ignite, a rekindle or kindle a fresh flame on the inside of you. 
Get your whole heart because what happens many times in the area of persecution, in the, in the area where we have delayed faith, a delayed victory in what we're believing for, we pull back and we isolate our heart. We only, because we're trying to protect our heart because we don't want to be disappointed. But God has not called you to isolation. God has called you to insulation. And you insulate yourself in the middle of what appears not to be going according to the will of God, you worship God. You get happy. You pray and you strengthen your faith. You are not weak in faith by considering your circumstances, but you become strong in faith by giving glory to God. Amen. Some of you need to get your SpongeBob SquarePants boxers on, pull the blinds closed, crank up some praise and worship music, and you need to get jiggy with it. Throw up your hands and worship the Lord until the voice of the word of God becomes louder than the despair that is in your soul. You need to drown out every voice that is contrary to what God has said through the voice of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And watch the avenger get stilled through your praise. And watch God Watch the door of faith open up, and God said, it's about time you sent me out. You answered the door. I've been out here pushing the doorbell, and it's about time you answered the door and let me in. God, I want you to meet my problem. Problem, meet God. You two get acquainted. I'm going to go to the uh, refrigerator and get a glass of water. And then you come back, and God doesn't run your problem off. Amen? How many people, I, I like that, you know? Now, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say today. For instance, if there was a healing evangelist here today, right? There's an anointing to heal. There would be an anointing to heal. There's an anointing to heal here anyhow. I'm not saying it has left or anything, but an evangelist tends to operate in the power gifts, right? The, work, the, the, the gift of faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healing. Now, I can call somebody out and identify by a, through a word of knowledge, something that needs to be healed. Yeah. And, and, and that person can receive healing. But by virtue of the anointing being in the room, through, through the gift of an evangelist, right, people can receive healings in their seat without me calling it out if that's my gift, if that's my call. Does that make sense? Yeah. So right here, there's not an evangelistic anointing, but there's a prophetic anointing. So I'm going to call people out and speak words of life over them and release stuff prophetically. But right now in your seat, Jesus, the prophet, through the anointing and the presence of the Holy Ghost, can speak to you in your seat where you're sitting out and I didn't even call you out. Amen. He doesn't need me. All I'm here is to prime the pump through the gift so that we can get the Q-tip in your ear and you can hear God for yourself. Amen. So maybe I don't call you out. But you know what? There's going to be some clarity. Some of you are going to be like, like you had multiple paths. You had multiple, you had some decisions that had to be made. And all the other options are going to fall by the wayside. And the path of God, the direction of God is going to be clarified. And you're going to move forth in, in faith and in boldness. And you're going, to, you're going to receive what God has called you to receive. The Holy Spirit said right now, the Holy Spirit can give you direction. 
in the name of Jesus. I release direction. I release wisdom. I release understanding right now. I command the heart to return. The heart to be full of faith. And to catch on fire again. Hallelujah. I release hunger and passion that you will no longer be satisfied with a modified version of what God has called you to do because of the trial you went through, but you will hallelujah pick up what God has called you to pick up in the beginning and will we'll remember it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God loves this church. I'm telling you what, when I walk in here, I can pick up things. You know what I'm saying? Beep, 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 beep. My radar's going off. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. My prophetic radar's going off. And what I picked up, I picked up that God just, th there's just a sweetness in this house. Amen. A sweetness. Mm -hmm. And that God, and I just felt the love of God, and I felt like a sweet spirit in this place. You guys are sweet on each other yeah. in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Ain't that right? Max is sweet on me all the time. I got to tell him, stop hugging me, Max. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just kidding. Hallelujah. But, you know, God's got some good things going on. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit speak. Right now, in the name of Jesus, there's somebody here. You've been having trouble breathing through your sinuses. And I want to say it's on the right side of your sinuses. There is a growth on the inside of your sinuses right now. And, and you've been having trouble breathing. And right now, in the name of Jesus, that growth on that tumor, whatever it is, it, on, the in, on the right side of your nose, is dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. And your sinuses are opening up right now in the name of Jesus. That thing is shrinking and disappearing right now in the name of Jesus. Is, who is that? Who's been having trouble breathing? It like, felt like a growth is on the inside of your sinuses. Well, I don't know who you are. It's your right side of your nose, right side of your sinuses, and it's disappearing right now. And if you'll breathe through your nose, hallelujah, it will be gone in the name of Jesus. Don't be chicken. Hallelujah. That's how, amen. Just receive it. Are, are we doing a live stream too? No, we're not. Okay. But what I'm just saying, whoever that is, just receive, yeah, just receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, you need to respond. Don't come to me afterwards and say that was me. You got to respond when the gift is in operation. Amen. This ain't like believing God through the word or the laying on of hands. This is a gift that's manifest in the power of God. When God reveals it through a word of knowledge, you need to respond and you need to receive your healing. It's an invitation, right? Praise God in the name of Jesus. This lady right over here, sitting on the front row, I hear the Lord saying that bitter waters are going to turn sweet. In the name of Jesus. And God is going to take the sour and God is going to make it sweet. And God said, there's been, there's been some sour things that have happened to you in life. Things that you did, not inside of you, but on the outside. And God is saying right now that the season of sourness, the season where things were soured, you're going to enter into a season of reward by the Spirit of the Lord, and you're going to enter into a season of sweetness in the name of Jesus. That which has been sour is going to become sweet in the name of Jesus. 
you're going to enjoy your relatives more. You're going to enjoy, and I'm not saying it was on, I'm saying it's on, I'm not saying it's in your heart. Hallelujah. You maintained your integrity in your heart. But the Lord is saying right now, that which is sour is going to become sweet. There's going to become a sweetness in life, a sweetness in relationships, a sweetness in ministry, a sweetness in God is going to fill your life with sweetness right now in the name of Jesus. Because you did not compromise. Although it was on the outside, it didn't get on the inside. And now God is going to reward you with sweetness in the name of Jesus. And that which was, which was hard and that which is difficult shall become easy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there's something called photobombing, right? Everybody know what photobombing is? It's where you go to Disney World, somebody takes a picture and you stick your head in their picture, right? There's something called prophecy bombing. In other words, when I call somebody out, if that applies to you and resonates with you, God has called one person out to address many people. And if that fits you, you just grab a hold of it and put it in your own basket and take it home with you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Yep, I'm a tongue talker. You just thought, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I see material and I see focus. And the Lord is saying that you've been trying to take the material of your life and, and, and make it into different things. Hallelujah. But the Lord is saying anything else that you do other than what I've called you to do is a waste of material. And the Lord is, it's just like the Lord is dropping in your life right now prophetically a lens that is going to cause you to focus like you have never been focused before. I have called you from the time you got born again to now. I have called you to evangelism. And evangelism is what you have been made to do in the name of Jesus. And I see you. God is going to give you. God said you need to begin to pursue it. I see you going into high schools. I see you going into colleges. And I see you winning Hundreds and thousands of people to the Lord in the name of Jesus. God's going to activate it. He's going to give you the wisdom to walk into it. The Lord's going to take the material of your life, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. He's going to fill you full of wisdom. And you have been called to be a soul winning machine. And you will win souls in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see a stagecoach. I see you sitting beside him. He's in the back of the stagecoach. God is going to define your role in this. Your role is going to be defined. And I see you having the reins in your hands in the name of Jesus. And I see the Lord is saying right now, and right now, prophetically speaking, the stagecoach has just sped up and you're, you're going to hold the reins and things are going to move a lot faster than what you wanted them to move. But the Lord is saying it's going to be okay. Because what it is, is that administrating gift that's on the inside of you. And God is going to give you an anointing to minister in the name of Jesus. In fact, I almost see like a, a, a spice cabinet, what I'm seeing. And then like every spice is in its place where it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Everything got to be in a certain order in the name of Jesus. God is going to show you how to move quickly on what he's called you to do. 
and how to have peace in your soul in the name of Jesus. God is going to equip your soul to move fast without having everything in its place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's some good stuff. Ain't that right? I tried to tell Sharon, just, well, all we need is a word from God. We don't need a plan. We don't need charts. We don't need money. She's like, I'm an administrator. I was like, okay, well, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't need all that. We just need a word from God in the name of Jesus. So I see you right now standing in the middle of a building project. And in the middle of the building project is a skyscraper. I see the, the, the footers have been laid. I see that three pillars, the three corners, have been driven down to the bedrock. And there's a fourth one that needs to be driven down into the bedrock that you're missing right now. I don't know what it is. But three have been driven and the fourth one is yet to come in the name of Jesus. And I see on that, I see a pioneer log cabin on that thing. And the Lord, and, and, and what I sense in the spirit is that, it, I'm not looking at you because I'm looking at the vision. Uh, what, I, what I'm seeing is, I'm seeing that all the material that was around, you took all the material that was around you and you built that cabin. Hallelujah. But you got the foundation in. And the Lord is saying, this is not it. That is how you started, but this is not it. I've called you to build a skyscraper in the name of Jesus. I've called you to take the word of God and to fill all of Kansas City with my message of goodness and my message of grace. And this is not it in the name of Jesus. And the Lord is saying right now, there was a season of rest, but the Lord is going to accelerate you right now in the name of Jesus. And the Lord is saying, by my word, you will make some decisions that are going to make you sweat. But the Lord is saying, it will be based on my word. And though you have toiled all night and have caught nothing, I'm not saying this is nothing. The Lord, you haven't caught what God's called you to catch yet. But the Lord has said, this is the beginning. Hallelujah. And I'm not trying to undermine what's going on. But the Lord is saying, nevertheless, at my word, you will lower, the, you will lower your net and you will catch my harvest based on my word in the name of Jesus. That's what the Lord is saying. Amen. So I'm calling you at my word you will make a supernatural decision that will be beyond you concerning a building. At my word, you will make a supernatural decision that is beyond you concerning media. At my word, you will make a supernatural decision concerning staff. At my word. And he says, when I give you a word, do it. Even if you don't have the, the Lord to say, it's going to be a supernatural thing. I am working miracles in those three things. Obey me at my, I will give you destruction, instruction. I will give you wisdom, hallelujah, and you will receive a miracle. You will have a building. You will be on media and you will have all the staff to do and help you sustain the harvest that I'm bringing in in the name of Jesus. Ooh, that's, that's hallelujah. Miracles. 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 Right now, you, I just feel like you just kind of settled in a little bit and things are good, but the Lord is going to push you out a little bit more in the name of Jesus. Really comfortable. Coasting a little bit. Lord saying we're taking the cruise control off. I see the Lord reaching over. He's in the passenger seat. He's putting his foot on the gas and grabbing a hold of the steering wheel. Hallelujah. Things are going to accelerate and God's going to give you wisdom and understanding on how to do that in the name of Jesus. Finances are not a problem. Amen. Says the Lord. Favor 
the favor of God will do more for you and open up doors that finances can never open. And I've given you favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. How many people really feel that you know that God's told you to do something? Hallelujah. And, 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 you, and maybe everybody here, and that's okay. I mean, really, that God, when I spoke that message to you today prophetically, hallelujah, God has called you to do things, and you just literally, I, I mean, I see some of you right now in a cemetery, R.I.P., rest in peace. Here are my dreams and my visions. And it's like they've been buried, and God told you to do something, and, 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 and that really resonated with you, that there's not a full heart investment. You kind of modified it. You got, you're living your life in a modified plan. Something that you can manage right now in the name of Jesus. If that's you, hallelujah, and you believe that God is calling you to pick up things and God wants to rekindle that fire on the inside of you, I want you to stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. And I mean, really consider it. Really consider it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just lift your hands up to heaven. Father, I just release the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. I just speak fresh fire right now. Fresh fire into their heart. Fresh fire and desire into their mind. Open, cause them to remember. Cause them to dream. I hear the Lord saying right now, enlarge the place of your dwelling. Strengthen your stakes. Spare not, says the Lord. Begin to dream, begin to ask, and watch me work the impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. These two people right back here. Hallelujah. Are you two married? You're not married? Hallelujah. Are you engaged? You're dating? Okay. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God's going to take care of some things right now in the name of Jesus that need to be taken care of. God's going to take care of some things right now. And although it's going to seem like a detour for a little bit, it's going to seem like you went around. Hallelujah. I see you right now in the name of Jesus. What you're doing, you're so worried about what God's called you to do that if you go forward in what you need to go forward in, that what's going to happen is it's going to slow you down. But the Lord is saying it's a detour in your mind, but actually it's part of the plan. And I'm going to establish you and I'm going to mend you together in the name of Jesus, the Lord would say. And hallelujah, in the long run, and when you get uh, out of this time, this unexpected detour that you were not expecting to take, you were worried about forfeiting the call and the vision of God on your life, your dreams and your plan. The Lord is saying, hallelujah, you will get on the other side of this mountain, you'll go around it, and you will not lose any time, any resource, any years, any, eh, hallelujah, you will be right on in the right place at the right time, says the Lord. Amen. And what you declared to be a detour, it is my plan in the name of Jesus. And you'll be stronger, you'll be more equipped, and you'll be more able to walk into what I've done. And this detour is going to complement your life and not be a distraction in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That's some good stuff, ain't it? In the name of Jesus. People be getting married and having babies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Sorry. 
I went a little bit over. I didn't draw it. Praise God. You can be seated. I don't know about you. That encouraged me. So I'm believing God. We're going to go forward. God's with us. It's going to be really good. So I just encourage you to do, you know, if you received word or received something from that, be like you said, we want to go after it with our whole heart and believe God for his promises to come to pass. So anyway, right now I wanted to give you the opportunity to sow into Marcus's ministry. If you want to do that, just raise your hand. Yes, just get your offering envelope if you want an offering envelope. Or if you want, you can make checks out to CKC. You just, just we'll receive the offering as a church, and we'll give Marcus one check. And um, anyway, the scripture says, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. And a lot of times, the level of breakthrough that we experience in life is tied to the honor that we'll give people. And so, I'd encourage you to honor Marcus with your giving. We're going to honor him, and that encourages me. I'm, I had to think about. I have to think about that, so I have to think about what that means. But anyway, it's good. It's good stuff. It's awesome. We're really blessed. We're glad you're here. Amen. Amen. Um, in this offering, don't give by text because I can't tell who it's supposed to go to. <laughs> so just, just give my check or my uh, offering envelope. I'm going to pray for the offering. I just encourage you, the pastoral anointing comes on, so the, the prophetic anointing